Get Real with Lisa Crown podcast. Oh, am I excited today? I have a special guest speaker that I've been really wanting to get on this podcast because she is the gal that I interviewed 22 years ago when I got into title and she gave me such great insight, such a powerhouse. Can't wait to dive in. Check it out. I am so excited today. You guys have no idea because I am constantly talking about this human being throughout my coaching program and my work. Why you ask? Why? I can't even say your name yet because I got to give the background story because I've been in title for 22 years and 22 years ago when I got into this business and knew nothing when I was a little pipsqueak. I was uh, going to my office meetings and there I would see like the, the, this person who's at the top, right? Literally at the top, like walking. It's like a movie. You got a picture, like a little nerd sitting in the table, watching this gorgeous blonde bombshell walk in with her fancy clothes and fancy bag and high heels and her glasses. And she's just strutting her stuff. And I was like, who is that? I want to be her when I grow up. I'm not doing. I mean, she sat down. It's like everybody moved. She had her own spot right there. And I'm telling you, um, the energy was just infectious. And I thought, who is this person? So I'm here to say, I called this fabulous rock star and said, would you mind going to lunch with me? I'd like to pick your brain because you're amazing. And this is what she said. Absolutely. I'll meet you next Thursday at noon at Hamburger Hamlet. I said, I'm there. I'm freaking there. Oh my God. I had a week of like stomach burning. What am I going to say? What do I do? Like, this is the coolest thing in the entire world. She is a legend. And ladies and gentlemen, that's who graced me with my presence at Hamburger Hamlet at noon was Miss Christine Gilmore of Chicago Title. This gal, she's been in the top 2%. And what I really is, is the top 1% in the entire nation for almost 20 years. She's a legend in the business, Miss Christine Gilmore. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Lisa, 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 Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, darling. As you know, I'm going to give it right back to you. You're so cute. You are listening to Lisa Crown's amazing amazing podcast and how lucky are we to have her to guide us and coach us and to teach us and to share with us it's an honor to be here and thank you for that wonderful introduction lisa i truly appreciate it oh you know so that's so sweet you know it just goes to show what an interesting like like how life evolves and turns and changes. I mean, I got to tell you, I, I literally owe my success to you. You were a very instrument, instrumental part of my breakthrough in this business because listening to you, it's like, you, you know, and I, and I interviewed around that time I interviewed, I remember Pat Abbott and Jean Bleeker, you know, later. <laughs> <laughs> later, I interviewed them later and I, and I, you know, when you gave me the, I was like, oh, nugget, and that's the nugget, and that's the nugget. I mean, the nerves, and you were, you were amazing. I mean, class act amazing. And I am so excited that 22 years later, I get to share the gift that was a breakthrough for me with the, with the nation. Hey, rockstar title people, if you're listening to this right now, this is, this is a gift today. Okay, from me to you. Here you go. So we're going to dive in. Christine, I can't wait to prick your beautiful brain and 
give us some insight because I'm telling you, 22 years ago, your insight was so powerful. I can't imagine you 22 years later, right? So my first question to you, if um, and, and I appreciate you sharing with us, is what is important in your daily routine? This is a big deal. This is a question that comes up constantly in coaching and people are so starving to see what are people doing in their daily routine? So give us a little color on that. So it's a really important question, Lisa, as to what's important in my daily routine. And the most important thing that I can say is my mindset, right? Mm, it's my mindset and how I choose to wake up every day. And that sets the stage for my level of performance that day. I love that. So when I wake up in the morning, because we're all human beings and all of us don't feel a thousand percent every day. And I think sales by nature is a very lonely world. It's a lonely world because we're doing it by ourselves. You're in the car, you're driving around, you're in your own thoughts all day. You're calling on offices by yourself unless you have a partner, but I didn't have a partner. And we're kind of trying to stumble through the day and figure out how we can make, you know, lemonade out of lemons. Right. And so, when I wake up in the morning and I'm not feeling a thousand percent, what I try and do is readjust my thoughts and change the thoughts that I'm having. It could be, oh, it's a beautiful day outside. It could be, I'm so grateful for the rain. And I think when we're full of gratefulness and we're full of gratitude, the cup is always half full rather than half empty. Yes. And when your cup is half full and you're selling, people can't take that from you. So the most important thing in my daily routine is my thoughts. The second most important thing in my daily routine is how am I going to be as a wife today? How am I going to be as a mother today? And how am I going to be as a worker today? And like I've told many, many people over the last two decades, I don't get up out of bed, take my kids to school, put my makeup on, put a nice outfit on, get my mindset straight and drive all over Los Angeles to not make an impact. Mm, I can make a so I tell people, if you don't wanna go out and sell and you don't wanna go out and work, then you might as well stay home. So over the years, I've had been asked to train and motivate and help new reps. And the first question I ask them is, do you want me to be honest with you today? Or do you want to just watch and see what I do? And one of the things that I've noticed about reps in our industry is that they're very, very afraid of being able to, in their daily routine, ask for business. And that is a part of my whole daily routine. And during COVID, it's part of my whole email campaign. Mm. So I sent out an email this morning. I was up at 6 a.m. working. 
And a gentleman by the name of Ed sent me a great email on, from one of my campaigns and said, how are you? I hope the family's well. I hope everybody is feeling great and doing well. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm submitting loans, doing deals, and I'm staying safe. Well, guess what? I haven't been getting those deals. Mm. So I don't leave any stone unturned, and that is a huge part of my daily routine. So when I responded to Ed, first and foremost, I'm glad, and, and most importantly, that he's healthy and he's staying safe. And I said, secondly, Ed, as you know, my service level is amazing. I'd love to be part of your team. When can I start handling some of your refinances for you? Because I don't want to add something. I want to add something into that because this was something that was a huge standout to me 22 years ago when I sat before you. Your level of confidence, and that's what I want people to hear, is the complete and utter it factor in this equation. Just the fact that you would say, my service is excellent. People have such, that was, it's just pure brilliance. Confidence is the core. And it's, it's how you do your day and the choices you make. It comes organically from you. You're not, you're not even trying. This is just an organic thing. But it's that, that it factor. That I want you guys to listen to that. The other day I was, I was out on a podcast and I was being interviewed and they asked me, what is your one thing? What's the one thing, coach? You know, is it prospecting? Is it time block? What's your one thing? And I said, all those things are important. I'll beat those to death, you bet. But my one thing is confidence. And honestly, I got to tell you, you were the starting, like you started the trend on that for me and my mindset. You are the root of that is watching you. I want you guys to listen to this piece because this is so important. And Christine, thank you for that. Because people ask me too, where'd your confidence stem from? It was watching someone like you do that the way you did it. And you're still today. Perfect example. Well, I was, had the luxury of riding around with somebody in my early years and she just bubbled over with positivism and kindness and warmth and she showed up well and her attitude was always everything. And she was very inspiring to me. She drove around in this big white Mercedes and she had these beautiful long nails, but I watched how she interacted with people and I watched how genuine she was and I watched how kind she was and I watched how enthusiastic she was. And so you so, had a Christine also. I did and I oh, still I know her and still friends and I still give her thanks to this day. <laughs> Um, she's got lawyers. She's, she's got lawyers, and I don't even know if she knows how much she inspired me. But it was oh. Randy Wright, and I love her. And if I ever run into one of her clients, I just say she's amazing. Keep using her. She's an amazing lady. And Can we she, give a shout out to who it is? Randy Wright, lawyers, lawyers title. Randy, Randy, yes. or my queen, Mama Sita. Yes, indeed. So, I just think that there's so many things important in our daily routine. But if you don't have a strong mind and you're not in a healthy place um, and feeling good, boy, this business will, you know. Wrap her in your neck and choke you. Yeah. And 
and I think Lisa, so the most important thing in the daily routine is, is our mental mindset. Yep. Now let me ask you a question. So you wake up, let's say you're off, not feeling good, not, not feeling, you know, uh, kind of ready to take on the day for whatever reason, what do you do immediately to get out of that funk or that headspace? Uh, I get a lot of energy from people. Mm. So what makes me feel funky is when I'm not getting energy from other people. Okay. So I start texting really positive, great messages in the morning to other people. I start calling people and leaving voicemails. And then I start going into offices. And I think it's important that... Also to Lisa, I think that I'm of the mindset, the more you give, the more you'll receive. 100%. Yeah. And so I'm all about trying to shine the light for people mm -hmm. and be a better part of their day. Mm -hmm. And when you're putting that out there, then you get so much goodness back and kindness and positivism. My focus is not on getting the title order. Um, my focus is on that human being and how I can help them and how I can be of service to them. Mm -hmm. And the more I focus on how I can be of service to them and how I can help them, the more successful my day is. Mm -hmm. Because my sales day has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. It has absolutely nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with people that I'm trying to help support. Uh, it could be anything so much as um, answering questions they might have. I know right now a big problem out there is time service with our competitors. I'm grabbing so many deals just based on the fact that we're producing prelims, uh, you know, within three, three to four business days. Uh, another client of mine was waiting 30 days for a prelim from FATCO. Since I took her on, she's given me 22 new deals in the last two weeks. Wow. That's unbelievable. I just took a progressive title client this week. They couldn't close the purchase transaction. Progressive couldn't put out the prelim. My team wrote the prelim in-house and we got it out the same day. So when we're able to perform under these unusual market circumstances when we're in a global pandemic and we can still perform and still wake up in the morning and be a positive light for people. Uh, that's huge because people need it right now. It is huge. I, I don't listen to the news. I'm not missing anything. Um, it's not helpful to me. Mm -hmm. It's not helpful to me to listen to the news. You so know, I listen to things that are helpful. Right. And that's very, very similar to what you said 22 years ago. You're very much, your clients were your, your forefront. And that was a great thing for me. It was, you kept saying that you pour into them. And that was a nugget I took away from you 22 years ago was that you pour into your people and that, you know, they, you give them a reason not to ever want to change title companies. And that really stuck. Like I got to figure out the my it my niche my reason why they would never want to go anywhere else and that's 
and that a big reason why they don't is is how much you genuinely care for them and the attention that you give them. And I thought that was a real standout. I have a question for you about how how did you go from let's think back when you started in the business. How did you go from good to great unstoppable? What do you think is that real one thing or two things that really had you? How do you keep going up the ladder? Your progress. Well, I think it's, you know, like any craft, right? Um, if you love what you do, you want to continue to be better at it. So you look at an athlete that is playing basketball as a young child, as a junior high, someone that goes to high school, someone that goes to college, and let's say they want to become a professional, what do they do? They continue to work on their craft. Mm -hmm. So how do I work on my craft? That's something that, you know, I, like you, Lisa, I pick up ideas from other people. Mm -hmm. I, I ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. I, when we do have our sales rallies, I love to listen to what other people are doing and get new ideas, yep. new tools, new thoughts, mm -hmm. and then I make them my own. Love that. Um, and when I started in the business, my first year, I sold a million. Mm -hmm. How did I do that? Yeah. I called on 36 offices a day. <laughs> nonstop oh my God. and I wasn't throwing my cards around and leaving no. I was meeting people yep I was looking at what was on people's desks oh my god that person's writing up a deal right now I need to be bold enough to ask for that deal mm, John you're right would you mind giving me, would you mind giving me the title order I would be out in the field Friday night till seven o'clock because mm -hmm. that's when people were relaxed. Mm -hmm. They put their feet up on the desk. They would welcome you in the office at that time. And they're more likely to be open to giving you a transaction. So I went from good to great by my work ethic. Oh, yes, indeed. And then I became great to unstoppable by perfecting my craft. I love that. I love that so much. You know, it's so interesting back when we were in the business, um, you know, in the hundred years ago, right? They didn't have Facebook, social media, videos, text message, cell phone, fax machine. I mean, they didn't have anything. All we had was ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that was a really big part of that relationship builder. And you had to be visible. I mean, it was, it was all we got. You know, and so the confidence was really the root of a big part of that. And what you just said, I hope you guys wrote down that nugget. I had to be bold enough to walk up to that person and try to get that order. Where does that bold enough come from? I mean, there are people listening right now that they literally will go into a full-blown panic attack, sweating, diarrhea, and not be able to walk up to the person. How do you get the bold enough? Oh, Lisa, I don't care. I mean, if the answer is no, 
you know, that's okay. Yes. It's just not a yes, yes right now. <laughs> it's just not a yes right now. And so I think a lot of times these clients that we call on think that if they're rude or if they're not willing to use you or if they're not, oh, my person's amazing. I think that they believe that we're going to go away. Mm. But when I, I don't go away, but when I do come around, I always have one foot out the door. I always want to leave them wanting more. I don't, I don't sit down at people's desks. I don't sit down at chairs and offices. I, want to be quick. I want to be impactful. I want to be helpful. I want to be a good listener. And then I'm out the door. I don't hang out in people's offices. I don't hang so out. Good. And they all ask me to sit down. Will you sit down and can we talk? And do you have some time? And do you have a minute? And can I get your help with this? And so I think even if you're a brand new rep, uh, what I really be doing and I'm more than happy to share with those reps that want some help in today's market. When I got started, interest rates were 15%. So it was a different market in order to be able to sell in. And I didn't really have a windfall until my, like my fifth year. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, wow. Right. Mm-hmm. I was just hardcore, just grinding. And then the wind was at my back the fifth year when rates took a big dive. But I think this is a great market. This is an amazing market to develop deeper relationships with people. Mm-hmm. It's a great time to show people how much you care. Yes. It's a great time to let people know that you're there for them. And I think that people really don't want to know how much you know. People want to know how much you care. Yes. Because if you care and they have a major issue on a transaction that blows up, you're going to be found during that problem situation. You're going to care enough to be able to work through the issues and fix the problems. Great. So this is a really great time to... And I mix up my days. I start on emails. Then I go out in the backyard and I start FaceTiming people. Then I start texting people. Then I come back to emails. Um, I do Zoom calls, whatever. But mix it up right now. Mix your medium up if you can. Try and mix your mm-hmm. medium up. I, but, I um, love what you said. And I did. I, I love what you said. I hope my graduates are listening to this because what I weave into my coaching program too is you know, you want to leave them wanting more. You don't want to be a kiss-assy rep and and look and seem desperate and overdo your welcome. You know, I pound that through them because that was a really big thing. I mean, it's kind of like dating, right? You don't want to be like, I'm available. Like you, you want to be, yeah. you, you want to be a little hard to get. I mean, the truth of the matter is there's something in that. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're on to something here and uh, appreciate you mentioning that because that was a really important piece too. Um, 
My next question to you, you said something too, I kind of want to circle back, but my question is how do you overcome objections? But you did say something. You said, I don't care. And I need people to hear this for a second. <laughs> it's a beautiful answer. People have such anxiety around the word no. No takes them and rocks them off their core. They fall off the wagon. They start feeling insecure. They're doubting. They're questioning. They're, they're not worth it. They're not enough. They're never going to get them. They might as well delete them off their database. They have such utter fear, you know, and, and trauma over two letters that say N-O. And I love how you're like, yeah. They don't care about, and that is so freeing. If you don't care about the no, first of all, my thing is embrace the no. The no's coming. My question to you today is, how do you overcome objections? When there's someone you really want, really, really want, and they have objections, or they used Chicago a long time ago and they didn't have a good experience, or they've been, you know, loyal for 20 years. You know, any of that. Where, where is your methodology to overcoming the objections? Well, I think it really comes, Lisa, from your sense of self-worth, right? So my time is not free. The clock ticks. I got a lot of stuff to do in each day. And so here's how I view myself it doesn't make me special, but I know my value. Mm -hmm. I don't have a value proposition. I know what my value is. I understand real estate. I own it. My husband manages it. I understand commercial. I understand construction. I understand residential. I know how to close transactions. I understand title insurance. Mm -hmm. I understand my trade. So when you have a sense of value and you know that you're capable, when somebody gives me an objection, I don't really see it as an objection. It's something more that I want to have a conversation to learn more about what it is that they're doing. How is it, how is what they're doing working for them? Are you currently meeting your goals? How is your current title rep that you're working with helping you to reach your goals? Have you ever had an issue with your current rep in a situation they haven't been able to solve. So literally every day, I'm in the Los Angeles market. I just got an REO from people in New York. Mm. Every day wow. somebody says, I have a transaction I can't close, can you help me? You're like a and my doctor. instant answer is not yes. Somebody just sent me a $12 million commercial deal two days ago. It's a mess. Equity won't close it. I'm working on it. But here's the thing. Depends on what the objection is. I love my current title rep. Blah, 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 whatever. I'm like, and literally that's what I'm thinking in my head. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So 
So my first question is, I'm like, whatever, I don't care. That's where you guys get, need to get to be. It's not personal. It's not this personal. is not about you. None of this game is about you. It's about them. So the first thing I do is it's not personal. The second thing that I, when I hear, well, I really love this person. If I know that person and I know they're capable, I'll say, you're in good hands. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that credit. Absolutely. I know the good people out there and I'll say, you're in really good hands. If something ever goes sideways. But see that, yeah. one, that's another level of the confidence, you guys, that we're talking about. If you're confident inside, truly inside, you feel that it is so appropriate to say, so-and-so is an incredible rep. I see why you use them. I'm not, I'm not stepping on their toes. I'm not calling to step on their toes by no means. You know, maybe I'm calling to talk about the growth of your business. This is part of my script that I do to combat the no script. I have that in there, Christine. It says that line, you know, because the reality is when you're confident about what you do, we appreciate other good, hardworking people as well. I love how you mm -hmm. encompass that. Well, and, and the other thing is, is if you're, you know, I'm an underwriter at Chicago Title. Correct. We're an underwriter. And I have to tell you, that helps as well. It does. So I can it make does. decisions that other title companies cannot, and I'm grateful for that. And so if an objection is that somebody is using an underwritten, then there will come a time when they're not able to close a transaction. Yep. And as long as I'm dripping them, and as long as they're on my follow-up system, then there'll be an opportunity that will arise. At some point in time, they'll, they'll reach out to me for help. And it mm -hmm. always happens. Mm -hmm. But I think mm -hmm. objections, instead of looking at an objection, I think it's a, a good way for you to learn more about that person. Right. It's not really an objection. What they're telling you, they're telling you something. And you need to ask questions about what it is that's working for them. And ask what do you like questions. about it? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you like about your rep? What do they do for you? How does the experience feel? That's so good. Why do you like their service? What makes their service great? Is there anything that frustrates you? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I just listen to all of that. And I think the best thing that you can do, and it's a very powerful sales tool, and it's probably habitual for me, but a lot of times I'll just mirror image back what they told me, mm -hmm. right? So Lisa, if you told me, well, yeah, I really love my rep at Progressive Title because I've known them for 10 years, then my response is, oh, it sounds like you're really good friends with your rep from Progressive. Is that true? Mm -hmm. And they'll say, yes, they've done a lot of nice things for me. And I'll Im mirror image it back. Oh, so they've done a lot of nice things for you. Of those nice things, can you name a few important things to me? I'm just curious what those would be. Oh, well, if I call them, they'll always answer my phone calls. If I text them on the weekends, they'll get back to me. And I love their, on, you know, their online website. So you love their online website. What do you love about it? Mm 
right? And I know my competitors. I understand who they are. I know where their pricing is. I know what they can and can't do. I know where we're better, Mm -hmm. right? So I'll listen to, and then I'll say, well, what's interesting is my website's national. Is theirs national? Do you ever need information on, you know, a property that they own out of state that's not local? When you have those needs, you know, shoot me over an email and I can assist you with things that not, it's no fault of their own, but they're just not in those particular areas. Let me know. So you're looking for the holes. You look for the holes in the conversation. And, and I mean, let's be honest. I mean, most people are not going to give you a deal unless they either trust you or they like you, right? They're not going to just give you a deal. Right. Um, And so I think when I meet a new person and they're full of objections, that's how I turn the objections into a conversation. I learn more about them. And then that same afternoon or early morning next day or late at night or whenever I can, I send them an email and I say, I really appreciate you, you know, sharing with your insight with me today about your business and getting to know you a little bit more. I know time is valuable. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the week, Christine. None of it is about doing business together. None of it is about deals. You know, it's all about just saying, I really appreciate you as a person in your time. So that's what, that's, that's kind of my, how I handle objections because I, I don't look at the objection. Yeah. I love it. We talk so much about being a curious George and it, you're, you're setting the prime example of what happens when you are and you just ask questions that puts you in the driver's seat truly, you know, and the other thing too, it's, it's that knowledge piece. When you were talking about going from good to great to unstoppable, it was picking up the knowledge and, and asking those questions along the way that got you to that place. Because when I hear you say like, oh, I know commercial, I know builders, I know, you know, a title insurance. There's a lot of people listening right now going, dang, I wish I knew that. God, I would, I would be confident too if I knew that. And I'm here to tell you that Christine got there because of the question she asked. I only got to know about title insurance and escrows and builders and commercial because I asked. And today, 22 years later, I'm still asking. Yeah. Because this is how I keep evolving, growing, and learning. Mm-hmm. On my own coaching calls, I ask my participants, say something, the TRD coach, like, what's a TRD? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, right? I'm not afraid to ask questions. When I call someone and say, hey, would you like to throw one of your sales executives in the coaching program? No, we're good right now. So what are you doing to coach them during this time? I'm just curious. So I know, you know, I, it doesn't matter to me okay that's a no I know I'm gonna fill because I'm determined right and that that's my deal but along the way if I get an objection I'm very curious about it objections or feedback or critiques or any of those things this is and evolving and I think at least it's also important that and especially for new reps out there that you hear this is that if I'm out or I'm on the phone and somebody is just not a nice person. Then what? We all know who those people are. Yes. 
you can feel them, their energy's horrible. They're not nice people. I'm good. Because I'll tell you, when I first started as a new rep, and all this stuff we could do was legal, I remember I used to run around constantly for this real estate agent in Beverly Hills. And it wasn't until like a year later it dawned on me, do I even like this person? <laughs> like she would call me and I would get nervous. She would, it just, I don't work with people I don't like. And yeah, I can easily say that now because I have that luxury. But I can honestly say if you're a new rep, don't, if the person is not a nice person, there's so much business out there, I swear to you, please just move on. Christine, you it said won't the work exact, out anyway. You said the exact words 22 years ago. When I'm brand spanking new and sitting in Hamburger Hamlet, you told me that line. You said, do not waste your time on people that suck the life out of you or don't make you feel good. And amen, sister, because I had a career where I didn't. Mm -hmm. And anytime I did, I remembered our conversation. And I remembered if I want to be as a bigger producer as you and fill those shoes one day, I got to live by some of these principles that you had. And it was hard because someone might've done a lot of business, Christine, but I could hear your voice and I can hear that essence of that confidence exuding through to say, you, you're, you're worth, move, you know, you're worth it and you need to move on and find someone who makes you feel good. I, I'm so well, yeah, because, you know, we have lives and we have families, whether you're married or not, whether you have kids or not, you have to go home and you have to right. feel good about your space and whether you live in an apartment or a mansion or, you know, you have a spouse or a boyfriend or girlfriend you don't want those people calling you. You don't want to service them. Right. And if that's how they feel from the very onset, it, you just move on, move on. I love that. And you'd be so much better off for it. You so much better off for you're it. You're so right. And you just talked about families. I want to bring something up about that. Kind of ask you on a personal level, how do you deal with work-life balance? When I'm working, I'm working. And when I'm with my family, I'm with my family. So you shut it off. Oh, the two do not commingle. No. And it how must do you control that? Your phone's um, ringing and pinging and dinging during dinner? Or is it just not even around you? Oh, no. My phone. So I've trained my clients. Like, what are we going to do at 8 o'clock at night? What are we going to do at 8 o'clock at night that I can't do the next morning? <laughs> Honestly. We can't put it on for recording. It's too late. I love you. I mean, I, I literally have this group of single dudes. No offense to the men out there. But they think it, they text me at 10. How do I have a work-life balance? They don't get a response from me. But they'll sure hear from me at 6.30 in the morning. Good morning, Eric. It's Christine. I'm so glad you hit me up last night. I'm already on it. Have a great day. That's what I do. People, oh my God. Because they'll suck the life out of you. You're right. And I don't work weekends. I will work an early morning before my family's up on the weekends. And I will work 
a late night when my family's asleep. But when I'm working, I'm working and I'm focused, focused. And then when I'm with my family, I'm with my family. So this might be a question from the audience, right? Because I've felt this in my 22 years of, or 20 years of being in sales. Um, there's sometimes like the day's over and me, I, I shut my phone off and I put it in the corner. Cause like my kids are bad. They go in the corner. So they think it's funny that they put my phone in the corner. It stays there <laughs> until they go night, night because the phone needs a timeout. Okay. And we get it. So my daughter started that at two and I just went with it. Um, but there's a time where it's like, it hits six and it's time. It's family time. It's off. And I have this burning sensation going, you know, in my throat and in my gut of like, you got a deadline, you got to get this out, you got to, you got to, you got to, got to, got to get this done, 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 done. What happens in that moment when you feel that experience? Well, I shut think, it off. Um, I think that one, I know that I'm going to get it done. So I know that whatever that is that needs to be handled, I will handle it. And I also respond to clients who have urgent needs and I give them a time frame on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't solve this today, but I can definitely solve it for you by Thursday. Is that okay? Somebody texted me this crazy text last night on a reverse mortgage and someone died and there's fraud. And I said, Brenda, can't solve it tonight. I love you. I'll get to it first thing tomorrow morning. You'll hear from me tomorrow. But when I tell my client that, guess what? They know. They're going to hear from me tomorrow. That's right. And they know. So if I tell somebody I'm going to do something, I'm going to freaking do it. That's right. So people know because when I run last month, I ran over 900 orders. Oh people, God, I can't. <laughs> but people you know. No, but here's the thing, Lisa. Here's the thing though. People know it's oh going to be God. done. Like I'm going to get it done. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, you guys. I mean, I can't. I can't, Christine. <laughs> this is just, she's an anomaly. My God. What, you're this, is a wizard. this is a title wizard, folks. You're, you're meeting a real wizard. Yeah. Um, no, but, no and but I'm glad you said that because this is my last question that I have for you. And, be, and because we're on the Get Real with Lisa Crown, I got to ask you a question to get real, real deep down. Tell me the truth. Shoot it straight. What truly does it take to be a beast in this business? How can someone listening who would literally give their left arm to get half your title orders. How do they become a beast in this business, Christine? Mm. Well, I, you know what, Lise, I think that, so one, you have to have a desire to, you have to have a desire to really be in the service business. You have to be disciplined. You have to be focused. And you have to be consistent. So there's nothing that I'm doing that's extraordinarily magical. I'm disciplined. 
I'm consistent. I've never in my career sent out a nasty phone call, a nasty email, a nasty text. Mm -hmm. I don't participate in negativity. And I think if you want to be great at anything, in any craft, 10,000 hours. 10,000 mm. hours. Mm. How would I do it if I was a new title rep going yes. out in today's market? Yes. Uh, they say, there's a saying that says, you're working for the man from eight to five and everything else in between is for you. Mm. Mm. I, like the, I like the everything else for me part. So when I work, I work very effectively. I work with a purpose. Yeah. I work consistently and I'm disciplined. But you know, you said something earlier that I want to add to this. Your time is valuable, you said. So when there's things or you get invited to this and you get invited to that and string you over here and do this over there, you're really in control of what Christine says yes to. Since my first child was born, Rachel, I have not done a night function ever. See, I didn't do night functions either, unless it was like a holiday party and it was my in-house operation. I said no to a lot of things. And people, I coach people, I, I go to 14 working you know, events a month. I said, I went to zero and I was number one in my area. So I don't know, you know, maybe that's what you think is required, but what if I took away those 14 and in turn, you did more revenue generating activities, in my opinion, it would move the needle on the orders. Am I right? Well, Lisa, when I, that's, that's a lie. I do one speaking engagement a year for a gentleman that owns a huge real estate club and I go on his panel once a year. I do that once a year. But here's the thing. When you typically go to a night function or a night event, You know, if I were to go to one, what would be my purpose? My purpose would be to get more business. So I tell people out there, if you're going to go to a club meeting, if you're going to go to a networking event, what, it's not that you're going to the networking event. It's what do you do after you've been to the networking event? It's what do you do after you've been to your chamber of commerce meeting? You zone in on the people that can actually give you business. You get their cards, put them in your database, and you start developing a relationship with them. So if I'm going to spend my night doing a function away from my family, I'm going to make the most of it, or I'm not going to do it at all. Because you're just wasting piece. your time. <clears throat> That's an important piece because... Um, you know, I think they are just all attending it and then they go on with their lives. So basically it's a two-parter. If you're going to go, my thing is if you're going to go, make sure you're seeing the people in your elite database. And then number two, that you have a plan of action when it's over. Like it can't just be one part or it's a 50% effort, which is an F. Well, you know? and also when I'm having those conversations with them, I'm, I'm asking them, how can we help one another? Oh, I love that. What did you do? How can we work together? How can we help each other be more successful? What can I do for you? Mm -hmm. What can we do for each other? So if you are going to do those, those night functions or things that are 
or if you're going to run around to open houses on the weekend, mm -hmm. make sure that you're being effective when you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Christine, you are incredible. First of all, congratulations on all of your success since day of conception in this business all the way up to yesterday. You're phenomenal. <laughs> and I am so grateful for your words of wisdom, guidance, and your time 22 years ago at that lunch and beyond. And just watching you in action had inspired me want to live a bigger, greater life and really amount to something in this business. And so I'm honored and so much gratitude for you. And thank you for being here and uh, love you so dearly. Love you, Lisa. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye, Bye sweetheart. Bye, love. Wow. Was that amazing or what? I'm on a high right now. Hope you are too. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Connect with me, Lisa Crown on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. I'm at Coach LC. Love to connect with you there. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Have an amazing day.